safety. Welcome to another exciting, thrilling episode of LMC Cast. With you, as always, is your host, Matt Sullivan, Executive Director of LMC TV, joined by Rob Moretti, Varsity Sports Producer, Stefan Aloisa, our programmer, Dina Schumacher, our studio production manager, and Sibylla Chipaziwa, our local live news director. So, we are here to talk about several items on our agenda today, mainly uh, the new potential proposal by the FCC, or not potential proposal, the proposal for a rule change by the FCC uh, allowing cable companies to deduct in-kind contribution from franchise fees. What does this all mean, all this gobbledygook? Well, folks, it means possibly the end of community media centers in this country as we know it. With decreased funding, we are facing an uphill battle and we are relying on everybody out there who works with us and all other community media centers across the country to contact your local elected officials and try to put an end to this because we need a free press. We need freedom of, the, freedom of speech. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Rob Moretti, who will read our First Amendment. The First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States reads... Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That was written by Rob's great, 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 great granddaddy. <laughs> That would be factually incorrect because that was an Italian citizen, I think. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. I heard it through the grapevine. Uh, so with that being said, you know, we'll dive into this a little bit later. Let's just go around the table and hear what everybody's up to and uh, what is going on in the world of LMC TV. Sibylle, you want to kick us off? Sure. So last night, the local live was live. At Harbor Island Park. I believe this was the first time that this was attempted with, what's it called, Carmex? Comrex. Comrex equipment. Uh, we were solely battery powered. We had a few scares, but I think for the most part, it went off without much of a hitch, if at all. So I'd like to thank Rob, because you're the one who tested it, right, at a recent game this past weekend. And also Dina, who was back here in the studio with some of the crew and frankly the crew that was there out there in the cold with me um thank you matt thank you mike witch thank you sebastian hall thank you megan and jacqueline sorry i don't know your last names um sean kelly and sean, sean kelly, kelly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. lewis was with dina back here as was sunday so no that was uh pretty cool um so we were covering the united against hate vigil that was organized by a Marinek resident called amy siskind uh, people may know her more from her book called The List, which basically chronicled uh, Trump's first year as president of the United States. And she's also the founder of The New Agenda, which is basically a nonprofit that is for the empowerment of women. So it was very touching. It was nice that it was a mix of people, all ethnicities, all backgrounds, and all ages, too. So that was... Very nice to see. Um, one point that Siskind wanted to point out was it's important that it was also a celebration of inclusivity and the diversity of the Lajman Mamaritic communities. And it's just really disturbing how mass shootings are normalized now and nothing seems to be done. I understand legislation takes time, 
but this has been going on so right and yeah. and for anyone who's interested in voicing their own opinions about uh this topic or any or any other for that matter uh you know we do welcome people in from the community to have their own show at LMC TV and to also call in and speak with their elected officials when we have people on the local live. Um, we have the newly elected officials for the village of Mamaroneck, uh, Dan Natchez, Keith Waite, and Victor Tafour, who will be on the program, I believe, last Thursday of November, which is the 29th. Yes. Uh, so people can call in and speak with them. And uh, if they want to voice their opinion about how local government can play a part in this, we highly suggest you to do so. So um, also with the, uh, I'd like to mention the full broadcast of last night's uh, rally or candlelight vigil, excuse me, will be available and is available on lmctv.org and our YouTube and Facebook pages. So you can take a look there if you missed it. And uh, Sibylla, I want to say you guys did a great job last night and thank all of you and, and all the efforts for uh, a wonderful program. No, thank you to everyone, really. It's a team effort and it's really cool. Dina and I briefly talked about it when I came back that we actually are quite professional. We have the tools and the people to put out some pretty good content that looks and sounds good. So... Here, here. Yes, that right. was a lot of fun. Cue the cue the applause uh, <laughs> sound effects, Stefan. Yeah, I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> He's slow today. Stefan, Stefan's not feeling well today. Yeah. We wish Stefan a speedy recovery. Lots of liquids, maybe some tea. Yes. Dina, what's going on with your, with your studio? Well, I mean, I just actually really want to say how proud I was of everybody last night. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm so proud of my news team. You guys did such a good job and really pulled it together. So that's the first thing. Yeah, <laughs> that round of applause. That very famous. We need a news team assemble cut from Anchor. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's what we need to do. But very proud. I think everybody did a great job. Um, and... Uh, one of the things going on was we had uh, elections on Tuesday, uh, national elections, and what we did here at LMC TV instead of our um, instead of our you know our, our normal election night coverage, which has been you know for the last 20 years, we had uncontested races, so we put out a documentary about voting in Westchester, so that way people could. Uh, Get a little, shed a little light, and put a, a spotlight on what the situation is because Westchester is a minuscule part of not only the whole state of New York but also the whole country, and the numbers were pretty staggering. And learning a lot from that documentary about one why voting is important, and then how little people out there are doing it. I know that the numbers were higher this year for a gubernatorial race uh, in New York, but I mean. This is something that is an issue because as we see so many changes in our government and feeling, um, like you said, with, with laws not being put in act that we really want, it's the power of the vote and the power of the people that will get that done. And uh, that's what the documentary was talking about. So uh, that's what was going on here in the studio this week, really. Um, and... Yeah. And well, if you want, you could check it out. It's on every single platform. It's on um, Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, our website, lmctv.org, if you want to check it out. And I'm a little sad because I'm happy and sad at the same time. I think it's got close to like 700 views with all those platforms combined. But how many people live in Westchester? So I was hoping that it would really be spread out a lot more and 
connect, but you know what? There's always next year. Next year is not a gubernatorial race. It's not a presidential election. So I feel like the documentary is going to be more important for next year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this is a documentary, and I think uh, the importance of producing this was that this can be used as an educational tool in schools. It could be used as an educational tool, um, you know, at other access stations. So this is not something that we we did and we expect it to go away. It's it's always going to be. We can always do better with voting, um, and we want to see as many people turn out and um, you know exercise their their civic duty as possible. So. Very wonderful job on that, Dina, and thank you for uh, being the pull behind that. Yes, Bella uh, has some comments. <laughs> Didn't want to like cut people off accidentally. Um, I just, you know, I'm not a citizen yet. I can't vote, um, but I remember always being told, especially when I started living in America, that it all starts on the local level and that it's important to exercise your right. I mean, even if it's just simply casting your ballot, that's something that we talked about, bullet hole, right? right? Where, fine, you may not agree with candidates, and that's a huge part of what I took away from the 2016 election. A lot of people felt torn at least people that i talked to because they were like okay hillary did this trump's not a politician but uh, you know i just feel like it's just really important and if you are an active citizen if you are exercising your right i feel like you would end up finding a candidate and you know rallying up enough support for them and you know affecting change so i really feel like documentaries like what Dina made are important to remind people of just how, you know, powerful your vote can be. And they, and and for those of you who don't know, a bullet hole vote is when you go into the voting booth and you, you cast your ballot, but you don't actually vote for a candidate. So your vote is registered, but they are not receiving, uh, no candidate is receiving a vote. Very interesting point. Thank you, Norm Rosenblum. Yeah, seriously. Thank you, Norman. I learned, I learned from that. <laughs> Stefan, what do we have going on in the programming world? All right. So by the time this is airing, um, we'll have a couple of new shows going on there, uh, programs, um, one of which is the Kiwanis Car Show from September, I think it was. Uh, it's going to be on Mondays this month at 9.30 p.m. Um, and Missoula's uh, Secret Garden uh, that will be also airing on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Um, both of these programs are on Channel 75, 36, Optimum, and Verizon. And uh, we have a new show that's going to be um, jumping in on the uh, import channel. It's uh, 77, uh, 34, right? Um, it's uh, Joel and the Genius, so it's going to be a sports show. Um, it's not so, an import show, though. It's not, <laughs> but I figured it's it's a good segue into Rob's Varsity Sports right afterwards. So, um, yeah, we get Joel a little like sports genius. Block. Yeah, yeah, it's a so, sports show, right? Yeah, so, like stump the Schwab. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, and yeah, of course, uh, Dina's documentaries on online and everything. So. Um, that's mainly the new stuff for now. And um, we'll have the local live from the vigil um, airing also. Cool. Great. Thank you so much. And uh, one other thing to note, which I have actually just added to our Cablecast server, is the Larchmont vigil. 
okay. as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that. That's currently on our Facebook page, on the LMC Facebook page, but uh, we will be airing that as well. That was uh, held on November 1st at Constitution Park. Mr. Varsity Sports, Rob Moretti. Yes, sir. Uh, so we are transitioning now from the fall season into the winter. Of the fall, of, important to note, it's not over yet. The field hockey team at Mamaroneg is on a bus right now at this very moment. Uh, they're on their way up to Williamsville North High School in Buffalo. They'll be playing the Class A state semifinal tomorrow morning. By the time you hear this podcast, the championships will be over, but uh, they'll be facing Maine Endwell in the semifinal. They've had some success in the state tournament against Maine Endwell in the past, but the Spartans have four Division I college commits on their team. That's a lot. That's wow. pretty impressive. Wow. So Mamaroneg does play strong team defense to try to counter that. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. Their coach in an interview uh, this past week, Coach Savage, told us, well, didn't tell us, he told Lohud that uh, he sees that as a pick em type game. If Mamaroneg plays good enough defense, either team has a pretty equal chance to win. Uh, if they do win, they, they have a couple of interesting opponents awaiting them in the championship game, one of which is Sachem East, the champion from Long Island. Uh, they've both beaten and lost to Mamaroneg in past state tournaments. Uh, and then the other potential opponent is the host school, Williamsville North. So if they advance, they'd have essentially a home game for the state championship. Oh, and by the way, they have one loss all year, and it came in overtime. Wow. So uh, that's where we're at, and that'll, that'll wrap up the fall season, and then we'll move on to winter, hockey, basketball, all coming up. Excellent. Well, we're definitely looking forward to that, and we are going to hear later on, either in this broadcast or in subsequent broadcasts, about a mobile production van that could be used for sports. And uh, we're looking forward to salivating. <laughs> so we will be right back with more LMC Cast. Stay tuned. Talking about trouble. <laughs> the FCC ruling that is on the table right now, a federal assault on Quite local... literally, it's sitting on your table. It is, actually, yeah. as I'm about to read from some paper. That's right. Uh, yeah. the, the Alliance for Community Media Northeast Region, uh, you can visit their website at acm-ne.org, has labeled this a federal assault on local media and that immediate action is needed. PEG access funding is under threat. Uh, PEG meaning public education and government, of which we are we comprise all three of those. Uh, PEG access funding has not had this series of a threat for many years, and we'll need every organization in our region and nationally to mobilize over the next few weeks. Uh, background of this, the FCC's further notice of proposed rulemaking on cable franchising was published in the Federal Register on October 15th. This means that the deadline for comments is coming up real quick. It's November 14th. Uh, the proposed rule essentially seeks to redefine and place a value on cable franchise obligations that have been traditionally defined as in-kind. 
the result would be to charge these expenses back against franchise fees and essentially undermine the intent of the Cable Act. So for those of you who don't know, LMC TV is mainly funded through what are called franchise fees. Uh, this is a 5% charge as at the bottom of every cable subscriber's bill. And that money is collected by the tri-municipalities of the villages of Larchmont Mamaroneck and the town of Mamaroneck. And it's uh, held in a fund. And we are funded mainly through that. Uh, about 85% of our budget comes from those franchise fees. So if we see a hit to these franchise fees, there's a very good chance that uh, the services that we provide to the community will also take a hit. And we all know that uh, we certainly don't want to lose any of those. Um, so I'm going to stop talking because I've been talking a lot. Uh, how does everybody else feel about the proposed changes and, and what this means for the PEG world? I think especially with me having a journalism background, it is very disturbing, <laughs> to say the least, only because um, in the press release that we got uh, when we first learned about this proposal, it mentioned how it's an outlet for diverse voices in the community. So that, yeah, is very worrying to me. That's pretty much all I can say right now. I don't know. I just mm. felt like that was an omen as like the, the crows, crows just went by <laughs> the window. <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I can't speak. <laughs> no, this is this is super tough to hear, but it's also like we need to do something about it. We need to get out there. But also what have we not been doing where this news is around and I don't hear a public outcry. And it's like, wait, are we serving the public as we should to know what we offer? Are they utilizing our services? If they are, then... We need you guys to come and speak out and help us out here because we're here just for you. That's the whole right. reason why we exist. Like, we are not producing content. Uh, you know, we're not filling our channels. You are. Right. So you guys mm -hmm. have to speak out and say this is something you want and this is something you want to maintain the funding for. Save the 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 funding that's been coming through for this um and you know the advantages of having uh an outlet like uh our media center available you know what are these those advantages we're talking about freedom of speech and i think we're going to dive into another topic of uh, freedom of speech that's being jeopardized right now in america which is the you know restricting the press so like i'm i don't know I, it makes me extremely worried for the future and freedoms when I see all these restrictions coming along like yes it's a public service and it should be funded um, by you know a bigger entity it's not that we can raise enough funds to supply all this equipment and services for the public so it is something that needs to come from somewhere else so I don't know come on people yeah I mean I would, <laughs> I would say you know right now the call to action is to contact all of your local officials. So, you know, if you're living in a village or a town or a hamlet somewhere, because uh, I love that word hamlet, um, <laughs> you know, contact your local officials, contact your state representatives, contact your state senators, and make sure that they are aware of what is being proposed because this could, again, be disastrous to uh, the funding and well being of community media centers across the country. Uh, just so everyone knows, there was a letter that was signed. Uh, this is coming from Senator Edward Markey. And uh, this, he had co-signers on this letter, uh, Senators uh, Wood, 
Hassan, uh, Senator Merkley, Senator Peters, Senator Leahy, Senator Warren of Massachusetts, uh, Senator Baldwin, Senator Cardin, Senator Sanders, Woo! Senator <laughs> Wyden, and Senator Blumenthal. So uh, there is traction on this. And um, letters can be signed and sent to uh, Chairman Pai of the FCC. And we can also, uh, again, encourage all of our elected officials to submit their comment through the FCC website portal. Um, so that is that is the call to action. And uh, of course, making all of our fellow citizens and um, people who engage in journalism aware of what is going on on a national level. Uh, any other comments from from anyone else? Yeah. Um, and I just feel like this is not just a peg issue. I think it's something that affects everybody in the community and multiple communities. And um, if something like this were to go into effect and we were um, forced to, you know, find alternative means uh, for funds or, or even get shut down for certain places, for certain uh, community media centers, um, this affects everybody because it takes away some of their voice. Um, and like I know uh, average Joe on the street is not going to be able to just go on some big network and, and start, you know, complaining about what's happening in his area in his community or her community. So this definitely, like Dina had brought up and everybody's mentioned before, it's a, a freedom of speech issue. Um, and it definitely, I think silences uh, a lot of the local smaller, um, communities. And, um, so yeah, this is really important for everybody, not just us as a, uh, media center community. So, but like even people who don't want to use our services and create their own programming, we're providing access to your government, your local officials. Like I don't know what the other stations are doing. Like with the local live, we put them on there and, and give people the ability to talk directly to them. We're putting those meetings out there so they're aware of what's going on in their local government. So it's just education and awareness of what's going on in your community. And that's vital for you to function. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, the transparency of, of local government that is at stake. Uh, it's a valuable, invaluable service that uh, we provide to residents and that uh, other stations do across the nation. So um, if we see that happen, we are, um, of course, jeopardizing the great democracy that we have. Um, so it, it's certainly a serious matter. And uh, we encourage everyone to take a further look at this. If you're interested and need more information, uh, please visit LMCTV's website at lmctv.org. You can also visit acm-ne.org and click on the federal assault uh, on local media tab. We'll be right back with more LMCcast just after this. All right, welcome back. We are here. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, call it a tech talk. Talk a little bit about what we have here at LMC TV and what we are hoping to gain through uh, wonderful, kind contributors like you listening. Uh, we have a fundraising campaign launching the week before Thanksgiving. Uh, we should get snail mail if you're in the area. Otherwise, uh, we do have an online campaign that will be uh, accessible through gofundme.com forward slash LMCTV. And we kindly uh, accept any contributions that you may make to this wonderful station that will allow us to do things such as uh, mobile broadcasting, as well as um, increased visibility in our communities and promotion of our work that is so important and vital to our local democracy. Uh, that being said, 
I'm going to turn it over to Rob to talk a little bit more about the mobile sports van that we've been discussing. Sports? Well, mobile broadcasting <laughs> van. But he's yeah, a sports guy. Well, it has yeah. a great, yeah, when I think about it in terms of sports, it's exciting. But it's not, its use would certainly not be limited to sports. This is something we can use uh, in the community uh, to do, do events. Um, we'll have more visibility of a nice big van. You'll have or like the new logo, show last or night the where sh- the batteries right, exactly. kept dying because it was so cold out. But if we were that able to true. provide power from our van, right. that would be good. And those lights actually provided light for everyone there at that location. So that's correct. It's yeah. mm-hmm. good that we had a couple hands available to keep those batteries warm, so there could be lights. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd like to say that LMC TV was powering the lighting for the event last night. Uh, and without those lights, I don't think any of the speakers would have been seen and it wouldn't have been nearly as effective. So uh, we're happy to be there. But it could have been improved with a production a van. van. Certainly. And this is a van that, Very classically you know, it's, stated on of course, camera. live productions, but in terms of sports, the things that get me excited is being able to do replays. Uh, real-time score graphics. There's a feature we're looking at where you can plug this little transmitter into the back of the box that the scorer uses to operate the scoreboard, and it will power your graphics. So you'll have the time remaining in the quarter or whatever the case may be, the score, obviously. Oh, I mean, it's much I'm, less editing time for Mr. Rob, I'm much excited less. for you. <laughs> I think Dina might, uh, might come do some sports broadcast. <laughs> but really imagine having the functionality of most of the functionality, at least, of our studio with a few additional bells and whistles in a fully portable system that comes to you in a van. The community becomes our studio. So mm. that's really, I think, what we're aiming for here, whether it's, whether it's an, an event that we're covering, we're doing fireman's parade coverage. I want to put a platform on top of that van for aerial shots um, and obviously sporting events. On top of doing things in a van, our entire broadcast system is being designed, as we're in the design stages right now, uh, to roll out of the van. So we don't have mm-hmm. to be limited to where we can put a van. We can roll our console out. We can go inside the Mamaroneck High School gym and do a basketball game. We can go inside a hall where there's a performance going on and do it there. And so these units would be pretty much self-contained. So it's not like we have to take apart all the pieces from right. our equipment room, haul it downstairs, mm-hmm. put it into our separate cars, which are not you know, necessarily meant for production and bring it to right. location, assemble it, put it together. It would just be simple as rolling it out of the van. Yeah, and we're even magical. talking about wireless camera signals so you don't have to run cable to your cameras. So And wireless intercom and wireless to, intercoms. from a director to a camera we're operator. Try to make as well. this as turnkey as possible, uh, as simple as possible, because the less time we spend setting something up, the more time we can spend making it look good. Right, right. And, and you know, the, the one point that I'll add here is that in an age of digital immediacy, uh, a lot of people, I think, tend to think that these productions that we do may just be a matter of turning on, taking your cell phone out of your pocket and going live from Facebook, which we, of course, certainly can do. But we strive to do a little bit more. You know, uh, sound is an important component and arguably the most important component because, uh, you know, without hearing what someone has to say, it it takes a lot away from the production. Um, So, you know, we put a lot of work, a lot of effort, and um, there's a a lot of time behind the production value that you see at LMC TV. So this is one of the things we could do that would just uh, really help us, and, and we're looking to the help of the community to fund this. Anybody else have anything that they want to add? Well, I'm digging the new uh, podcast equipment over here. 
So if That's anybody wants cool. to uh, do a podcast, hopefully we're sounding reach better. Reach out to us. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yes. But yeah, podcasting. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you, you can, said that. There's you a can... nice pop in your face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not on mine. Not, yeah, mine doesn't <laughs> do that because I have new equipment. <laughs> there you go. So if you want to start a podcast at LMC TV, contact Dina Schumacher dschumacher at lmctv.org or you can always give us a call 381-2002 extension 206 there you go Mm -hmm. you heard it here you heard it now 914 (laughs) (laughs) repping the 914 we'll be right back with more lmc cast after this All right, welcome back. We are here to hear, of course, the most important part of our podcast, the Rosie Report. I mean, does anyone tune in for anything else? You've skipped to this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course. So uh, little Rosie, she's seven and a half months now. Uh, last night, she didn't seem super interested in her dinner. It was a, it was a mix of, I thought it, it smelled delicious, a little ground beef and veggies action. Um, Better than my dinner. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, was yours pulverized <laughs> in a food processor as well? Something like that. I'm very <laughs> sorry to hear that. Um, so on the side, while we're feeding her, we're also working on making some pumpkin pie because tis the season to eat chopped gourds. Mm, pie. Um, so we were curious. We had a lot of extra pumpkin in the can. A Google search confirmed that you can feed a baby the pumpkin from the can as long as it's the 100% pumpkin and not the pumpkin pie mix that has some of the other ingredients in it. So we put some in a bowl and added a little pumpkin pie spice and she couldn't stop eating it. <gasps> yeah. Voila. So she and was now hungry. your baby has turned into a pumpkin. <laughs> Basically, we, we have another pumpkin pie lover in the family. So I guess we'll be making a lot of pumpkin pie. I do pies. love me some pumpkin pie. I do want to make pumpkin pie and eat it really badly. Yeah. So Rob, did you just volunteer to bring pumpkin pie in? Yay. Well, I have to go buy another can of pumpkin now. So. <laughs> there we go. Rob, I can say pumpkin pie. You can say pumpkin without pie. Without popping. Pumpkin pie without popping the peas. Yep. Nah, don't do go. it. Not on the microphone. <laughs> pumpkin pie without popping the peas. <clears throat> All right, that worked. Yeah, oh, nice. Stefan, what's going on in your world? Uh, not much. Just uh, getting over a massive headache. Um, but uh, We missed you yesterday, man. Yeah, really not much. Just watching <laughs> Netflix. It was, it was a different <laughs> world. It was a different, different environment without Stefan here. Yeah. Wow. So i got to say. Yeah. I'm like gone for a couple of hours and just chaos. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> D-shoe. Uh, How do you I, do? I don't have too much going on. I'm editing, uh, you know, doing a lot of editing, doing a lot of stuff. What am I editing? I'm editing Dead Air. What's Dead Air? <laughs> Dead Air is a horror film we just did recently. Um, uh, and Sunday went to go vote on Tuesday. So oh, that was good. good. Job. Yeah, good Sunday job. went to I vote on Tuesday. I won't ask who she voted for. Did she actually write in Snoopy? <laughs> she's a marmaduke fan more than snoopy yeah she's like oh that that big hunk running around knocking things over now does she fill in a bubble or just put her paw print down paw print yes mm-hmm. it's official sunday paw yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in your world sabella uh nothing too much on my end um i guess because of uh our coverage of the vigil last night um next week i'm gonna work on a roundup of the news this past week um, on the 15th, we will have, hopefully, town councilman Jeffrey King. Um, he's the person who replaced uh, the current mayor of the village of Mamaroneck, Tom Murphy. And I'm also working to see if I can get any tips on how 
viewers can fight food waste over the holidays in particular. So Ooh, we have a good PSA about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I will definitely incorporate that. And yes, yeah, you got to make those get... turkey sandwiches, people. Yes. Don't waste yeah. that turkey. Mm-hmm. Especially, oh, we just talked about this, how you said you had food sitting in the refrigerator for a couple of days and tasted so good. Yeah. Because it was just, Because yeah. it sits in the juices. Yeah. Like, don't underestimate your leftovers. They get better. They get better. Like, yeah. Yes. I, I say lasagna, number one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Way better three days later than when you make it. I think any type of gravy mixture, anything where you have a whole bunch of different veggies mixed together, like the longer it sits, Mm. the more those juices meld, and it's delicious. Even like curry chicken, curry goat. Jamaican food is just amazing. (laughs) Especially (laughs) the next day or two days later is the best. But no, no, I, I concur. Lasagna is amazing. A few days old. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Maybe we mm-hmm. could find some good re- leftover recipes to throw out up there. That too. That would be good. I think yeah. that's pretty clutch. What to do with your leftovers. It's funny. Vanessa and I had a uh, like a blog kind of thing going for Save the Leftovers. And I even like drew up a little oh. cartoon like mascot for the site. But we actually changed that into the kitchen adventures. So look forward to that. It's, yeah, it's yes. in the that progress. Awesome. It's, it, it's we have a couple of posts, but we haven't added to it in a in a while. But yeah, we we merged that save the leftovers into a smaller category on the site. And sounds like you're gonna have to share that with Sibylla so we can too, yeah. definitely put awesome. it out there. Go like us on Facebook. Well, let, let us <laughs> the know kitchen adventure. That's ready to go. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to my in laws who will be coming in next week on Friday from Deutschland. The Fogoland. So yeah. I'll be, we'll be uh, touring around with them, taking them to all the wonderful places in our community, and uh, I'm sure they will stop into LMC TV to say hi. Oh, so. maybe they want to do an international broadcast. Ooh. 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 That'd be interesting. Yeah. My fun, father-in-law fun. would definitely be into that. Fun, fun, fun on the Autobahn. <laughs> 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 on that note, we're going to say Alfreda Zane. Thanks Alfreda for tuning Zane. in. We'll catch you next time for more LMC Cast. Bye. Bye.